when we moved in we have heard a woman crying and it always happened at the same time which is like 8 p.m we have actually saw a white lady right on the tree branch once the streaming begins the screaming will too this is rps radio paranormal singapore Welcome to RPS, the podcast where we detail, dissect and discuss your paranormal encounters. My name is Tim O and joining me on this episode are veteran paranormal investigator E.T. and our interviewer extraordinaire, a.k.a. our grand inquisitor, Sham. Now, before we get to the EBGBs, a quick reminder that the success of this show depends on your personal encounters. So if you have stories to share, please reach out to us. All the contact details on our Facebook page at Radio Paranormal Singapore. And if you enjoy the show, help us grow by dropping us a five-star rating and a fair review on whatever platform you're streaming us from. Thank you. And with that, it's on to the show. First up, we hear from Jessica. Radio Paranormal Singapore voicemail. Leave your message at the beep. Hey, hi. Hi, everyone. Uh, Just want to share the encounter I have with Puntiana. Okay, uh, me and my siblings, we live at this unit at level 2. So, we are right across the the main, so-called like a cross junction and there's like plants or trees uh, along the roadside. So, what happened was when we moved in for the first week or so, we have heard a woman crying. Like um crying out loud, like um get asking so called like asking for help, and we have tried to source out and look through, look out through the window, our um bedroom window, our kitchen window to see if there's any woman really needs our help. Then we will actually, uh, you know, go down and help the woman. But then the noise has been there for like close to a week. And we don't see anyone And it always happened at the same time Which is like around probably 8pm 8 to 9pm So it has been like a week routine That we heard, we we hear all this uh, this woman noise uh, Crying So what we did was like we 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 just ignore it for the first week uh. so we, we like just we just live our life normal so we thought like probably some women are going through depression you know crying under the block okay so we just leave it until the second week and we heard the same noise the same timing and probably around the same spot which is near to our window our room window our kitchen window and so we decided to approach our mom and we, we give her a call and tell her actually what we have uh, what we have uh, heard and what we have experienced for the past a week or so since we moved in so then my mom was very quickly to provide us with the answer I think you know there's something not right so why not you guys uh, go ahead and get some uh, thick skin you know just hang it at the edge of all the corners in your house all the windows the doors and everything then we like okay so we'll probably do it like um, try to do it as soon as possible so what happened was we, we, we had it 
and then we did it like the next uh, day you know we literally like cut it into small tiny pieces and then just hang it at the, all the edge of the windows and the doors and everything so we, we've monitored the situation on the day that we hang the pig skin then uh, what we have encountered what, what we've encountered is really really surprises uh, the sound went off yeah and me and my sister we actually looking at look at each other and like uh, it's kind of miracle if you say if we be at the younger generation we don't really believe in such a thing like paranormal or, or anything because we always think that we are human why do we have to be afraid of all those things you know but then when we encounter it since since then when we encounter it then when we speak to our mom my mom very quickly you know suggested this this uh, this way and we followed and literally after following her ways her, her advice yeah the the now the, the noise off so we don't know uh is it a belief or so but then everything was all right for now we have never encountered any so if there is any that we have encountered then we should have used the same method as what has what my mom has actually advises so basically this is my story about like the realities the real story that i've um, encountered with the puntiana thank you and uh, what we have known is that we have actually saw a white uh, lady right on the tree branch uh, i think on the day uh, after we have like um called our mom uh, to, to get the advice from her so me and my sister both of us yeah we saw it <coughs> then we, we are actually stunned as well but then life goes on and everything is back to normal now thank you i've never ever heard of warding off something using pig skin i know right I, i've heard of many old wives tales but really the pig skin thing has got to be the first uh, so a lot of things um, i've heard of uh, the penis of a black dog mm-hmm. um what sage so a burnt sage you know and stuff like that obviously talisman yeah, wasn't there the one where you put the nail in the in the tree as well right and a red string I guess if you identify the home of the Puntiana and then you take a nail and you nail the, the, the trunk of the tree. Or, or it's even supposed to like carry keys, jingle keys, because then they think it's it's like metal or a nail or something like that. And, and you know, she gets scared of that. But yes, like E.T. mentioned, this is the first time I think any of us have ever heard of the use of, you know, anything pork related, anything pig related, pig skin to kind of like keep her at bay, right? I mean, I, mean, I hope it was cooked because I can imagine the stench if it was there. I mean, we live in Singapore. It's pretty warm and, and humid and stuff like that. It was start. I mean, I was just telling my I was just telling my wife the story, and then she being nutritionist, she's like, the first thing she gave me the look was like, is it raw or not? All the microbes and everything, and then you know it's gonna cause disease and stuff like that. But you know, give it give it a couple of days, and you're gonna get maggots. Yeah, I mean to be honest, when when she mentioned pigskin, I was like, 
is this is this the one that's already been deep fried like oh. crackle already that might ward off the hunt too but it would definitely attract me because I love eating myself some crispy pig skin yeah like you put on like no that's pork lard right on your no, chocolate no, 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 no. Your also uncle. I like the I like the crispy crackle you know what I mean when you when you eat like the shoba, the, the shoba. Yes, exactly or when you eat the German pork knuckle you always go for the skin right yeah, yeah. okay then again now that you said that you know like fish more when you buy it from the dry goods store they also sell this thing called pig more but that's not the swim bladder so a fish more actually is a swim bladder of the fish acts like a ballastic tank in a submarine mm. for fish yep. but the pig more apparently is the skin which they they fried as a preservative so you, they use it for soups and stews as well so maybe if you use that that will probably last longer so I'm not sure uh, what version she used but it's the first time lah I gotta ask you Sham and I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are thinking along the same lines as well okay I don't I don't know exactly what the link is but alright so we know that for the lady P the lady in white the Pontiana right yes um comes from the Malay culture, heavily associated with Islam, Muslims, in which pork is something they stay away from. Is there some sort of potential link here? That's the first thing I thought because, you know, I I did a little bit of research before this. I googled it. I looked everywhere. There is... I I couldn't come across any sort of uh, pig skin usage in warding Mm. off anything or even, uh, you know, any sort of superstition for that matter there, there yes. just nothing nothing came up on Google because usually superstitions and things that people believe in enough people know about it that yes you would probably find it on Google or you would have heard of someone talk about it in the past wait sorry hang on because this just popped up when I Google. okay mm-hmm. oh you're Googling it now yes okay so, I mean, because I'm curious, I cannot tahan uh, when I Google, mm-hmm. then the thing never come up. They're sure somewhere in the corner of this earth, right, that someone used that product. If not, her mum wouldn't wouldn't say that. That's exactly the point I wanted to reach. So, what, I, what did you find out? So, okay, I think this is an Angmao website. Uh. I assume it's an Angmao website. So, apparently, they said that it's believed that the scent of cooking pong drives away any evil spirit that's lurking around your area. Any evil spirit. If you suspect that someone is a witch, why don't you cook some pork in your house with the windows fully open and find out if that person feels uncomfortable or not? And this isn't particularly targeted at uh, entities of an Asian nature. No, because it, it, whenever you read demons and stuff, generally it's a... Uh, Angmao website but let me see where this is from I have no idea but okay for those of our friends who are tuning in from uh, you know across the seas and are not familiar with our colloquial terms uh, when E.T. says you know Angmao websites he's referring to western influences okay so yeah it's interesting I've never seen that before I mean there's a website that says seven foods believed to drive demons away and off ward off an evil eye durian that would drive anybody away (laughs) (laughs) but that being said a lot of you know when you watch all the shows especially the western ones with haunted homes you know when they have families living in there they're always living there for quite a time and I'm sure everybody's been eating bacon or something like that so I I for me, I find it hard to believe. Mm, okay. Unless there's a specific portion or type of, you know, section of the pork you're supposed to be cooking. And you know, that website says pork. I went to Google f- further. There's this guy. He says that some parents use pig fat to keep away demons and evil spirits. Interesting. You apply it on kids before they go and play. 
So you slap one lard on the kid before they go and play, man. <laughs> no lah, that I feel you, is a little you insensitive. You your kid. That's a little insensitive in our in our multicultural. Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm just reading off what, what the website said, <laughs> and I'm, I'm, right. I blur lah. Wow. wow. <laughs> so here's here's something else. Okay, do you think that perhaps if it was not a Pontiana, okay? Could it be some sort of an animal, maybe a bird, okay, that might emit a sound, make a noise that could be even remotely interpreted as a woman crying? Bro, even that that were to happen, right? The bird will be more enticed with the pig skin than anything else, lah. Hmm. Or maybe that's why, ah, huh? the fellow makan ready, then the mouth full, like just now my the wine in my mouth, right? Then it couldn't make any sound. <laughs> I think you better take another drink, club, bro. Okay. That said, towards the end, towards the end of her recording, right? She did say, um, shortly after she put up, she and her sister put up the um, the pigskin. Not only did the sound disappear, but they also saw like a lady in white in the tree, right? Mm. You guys heard that part too, right? Y- yes. Uh, for that, I think. I, I related to a personal experience I, I had once where I was um, walking through I think I believe it was Bishan as well we were going to a friend's house and there was a white you know silhouette in the tree it was somebody's uh, clothes or a towel that had fallen from a higher floor and gotten stuck in the tree <laughs> alright and yeah you know it was flapping in well, the wind kudos for you for you know for sticking around to examine it long enough and mm-hmm. not just like bolting in the other direction right E.T. though Bishan that area dirty or not generally um, you know long time ago where the Bishan MRT uh, was being built if you remember stories from then um, when it first started Many people actually saw entities. Uh, I'm not telling you. I don't know why the the hair at the back of my neck is. It's standing. the wine, lah. It's the wine, lah. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's that good. It's that good. But but people saw figures in the windows because hmm. apparently um, where they tunnel uh, Bishan MRT right is where cemeteries are. Well, or at least where the cemeteries were in the past. Hmm. Um, then again. Um, I mean, most of us Singaporeans know that, but um, listeners who are not from Singapore, Singapore is small and for some reason, everywhere is a cemetery. So no matter where you dig, there probably are some coffins and stuff like that. Even, uh, I don't know if anyone who, who studied at Nian Poly, because uh, yes. my dad used to work in um, um, Singapore Power, right? And then he told me when they did some, you know, digging and stuff because they need to put the cables and, and, and they actually had coffins sticking out of the side side of the soil your dad saw this with his own eyes yeah yeah he was there because my dad was uh, he had to go there and do measurements and stuff like that. so he saw coffins when they were excavating they saw coffins sticking out of the place okay no, when, I, when I think of Bishan you know uh, there's a whole Russell Lee uh, true Singapore ghost stories and Bishan used to be I think especially the earlier books mm. it, you know there's always a story or two about Bishan mm. and Bishan MRT whether it's the what the last cabin or the last train or something like that yeah Okay, well, I guess these days the only things that are really, really scary regarding the MRT is just how frequently they break down. And bro, not just that, Yishun is the new Bishan now. <laughs> but for very different reasons. <laughs> well, we have Bidadari. The new one is Bidadari, right? Yes, yes, that is true. Why, what is happening at Yishun? All the funny things always at Yishun, nah. Really? I haven't heard any stories about Yishun as of late. I only just hear crazy people. Exactly. Yeah, yeah it's the Florida <laughs> of Singapore. Exactly. 
<laughs> okay. Did you guys have anything else regarding Jessica's story? She did mention that what she's living on a low floor, second floor. Yeah, next to a traffic junction, and at eight eight o'clock, I find it very difficult to believe that you'd be able to hear anyone crying simply because of the amount of noise from traffic, from vehicles, buses, and just foot traffic of people walking by. Yeah, but I mean, if she says she heard it, on top of that, her sister heard it as well. Uh, my only question is, with the sheer number of people who are still around at that time, I don't think the two of them would be the only one to hear that sound if that sound really was was loud enough. Okay, loud enough for the two of them to hear. I'm sure their neighbors heard it as well. Mm-hmm. And with that, thank you very much, Jessica, and to the rest of our RPS following. If you have uh, encounters of your own that you'd like to share, uh, we invite you, of course, to reach out to us. Uh, you can drop us an email at radioparanormalsingapore at gmail.com or a message on Facebook or on our messaging apps like Telegram and WhatsApp uh, although we would like to encourage you to actually drop us a voice note okay record yourself uh, and send it to us because if we are going to share stories uh, we would love to be able to feature these stories in your own voice okay all the contact details found at our Facebook page Radio Paranormal Singapore presents CSI Critical Supernatural Investigation Alright, moving on You guys got up to something interesting a couple of weeks ago And by interesting, I mean house hunting But not just hunting for houses But going to specific houses to hunt for evidence of paranormal activity. Well, we always talk about this uh, over the podcast. You know, once in a while, we got to get our what, our hands dirty and go exploring when a case like this comes up. So, right, Sham took some photos and sent us. How not to go? But this uncle here haven't done a paranormal investigation for God knows when. La. Oh, come on. It's like riding a bike, right? Actually, a bit like that. La. You know, then like the old ET and me like just came alive. So, uh, we came upon an apartment. To, um, I'm just going to keep it vague east of Singapore mm-hmm. and uh, I, I was told that there were a couple of things that happened in it so the previous tenant had signed a two-year lease and terminated the lease forfeiting the deposit and even gave one extra month for repairs to the house no questions asked okay the, so the story goes the tenant's daughter had passed away uh, while the family was living there However, again, uh, it's not much to go on apart from the fact that the daughter was young and she passed away. And we don't know whether it actually happened in the house. Upon inspection by the landlord, the master bedroom door had been damaged. So the wooden frame itself was broken. And uh, there was a lot of, there was actual wax um, drippings on the floor. And they couldn't account. They couldn't account for the wax. They don't know if anyone was walking around, coming in, burning candles. Yeah, and you know, it's not like the tenant would admit to it because you know it, it, it means extra payment right for damages maybe it was a romantic night la, then it's shy or exactly <laughs> who knows right <laughs> but one of the rooms was reported to be unusually cold despite mm. not having the aircon being run right yeah and uh, a okay. couple more things you know when contractors came in in the middle of the night to do repairs they heard footsteps around them Wait, wait, they were doing repairs in the middle of the night? Yeah, because, you know, they, they had nothing to do. Things like the basic stuff like the doors and cleaning up of the house, they came in at night to do it. Okay. Uh, like really late at night or just, you know, uh, early? Uh, when it was dark, probably around after, it was definitely after 10. Okay, they come in after 10 and they would hear footsteps. Okay. Yeah. Um, also, 
the one of the I think the contractor's wife heard kids laughing and doors being knocked on in the afternoon while she was there finally uh, well the landlord and his business partner heard a lady humming in the background while they were approaching their car in the car park which was on the ground floor well when they asked the other people who were in the car park nobody heard anything interesting okay so just based on everything that was that you just mentioned obviously you know questions will pop up right like for instance if you hear running around could it be the walls are very thin could it be really the neighbors okay um even if you hear crying or laughing once again you don't know how close your neighbors are sound travels even when it comes to like air conditioning you know rooms specifically being colder than others i guess really the only way to really examine it is if you guys actually went down to check it out yourselves which you did <laughs> exactly i mean it's very rare in you know on our sunny island to be invited uh even anonymously to go down to a property because you know i like in in the western world where circumstances like these could potentially be a marketing opportunity hmm in Singapore it's uh, quite the opposite and you could yeah. lose quite a bit right exactly I mean you know if you're trying to rent out your place right, or even sell your place you don't want to tell people oh by the way it's haunted or it could be haunted right you lose out on a on a, on a fat paycheck on a nice sale okay but you and E.T. both decided to go down to this particular apartment in the east of Singapore what time did you go down we went down I think it was about 10, 11 a.m. It okay. was late morning. All right. Describe to me this development. Is it old? Is it new? Is it run down? Old and run down is definitely it. Okay. Uh, private property, a short building. So what time did you guys go down? It around 10 a.m. Okay. So the sun's yeah, that- out, nice and bright already. Yeah. You know. I'm only disappointed in one thing, that you guys went in the daytime and you did not go at night. That's the first thing Sham asked me. A few reasons. One. I can't tahan lah and I want to sleep really <laughs> that's one the next thing is right I don't want anything to cloud our mind I want to go there if assuming we're going to do a second investigation which I think we didn't need to um, at least I'll be able to cancel out a lot of other stuff mm. uh, which is usually your own fear uh, uh, and I'll be able to see if there's anything scientific I could explain about that apartment okay so I was there a bit earlier um, I, and you know if it's anyone else, right, they go there and say, oh, confirm it's a hantu. Why? As I just reached the gates, right, it started drizzling. Mm. And when I was reaching the gates, it was this rusted gate. And I look up, right, it is like a poster for a haunted movie, lah, those hantu kind of show. Mm. It's like a bit run down, a bit old. And then you go in, right, it's an open car park. So it's very interesting that uh, Sham was saying that they heard someone humming because... It's not like there'll be echoes and stuff like that in the basement car park. It's just on the ground floor and max like 10 lots. It's still covered, right? Uh, not really. It's, it, I mean, it's just under the block. It's like a void deck. True. So, I mean, it is open enough where sound can actually escape. Because usually when you hear echoes and things like that, it's when it's completely closed off. Yes. And then, you know, your sound is bouncing back and forth. But this was open enough where technically there should not be any reverb or echo or bouncing of audio at all. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah, you know, the sound thing, because uh, Team O train us, right? So, yeah. so, that's why I can say this. So, as we entered... We took the lift up. The first thing we noticed, the corridor, although very short, was a bit dark where this unit was. On the right, 
uh, I think it was an Indian family because uh, they had the deities and everything. On the left was this particular unit. Mm. So in all horror movies or any investigation, we had to go through the door first, right? So yeah, then we were messing with the door, trying to open it. Sham, it took like what? How long? Five minutes? Eight minutes? It felt like a really long time. Please tell me you actually tried using the key, right? And you didn't actually try to jimmy the lock or break into the apartment. No, Dave, we're not ghost hunters, you know. We're not like the Angmo ghost hunter. Everything dramatized. We are real paranormal investigators, okay? <laughs> no, no, no. We, we had the keys. Every, everything was, yeah. Or worse, the neighbors think there's a hantu down there. Yeah, we, we were really concerned that, you know, mm. because we're strangers there, right? That the neighbors would get the impression that, you know, we were trying to jimmy the lock and break into the house. But we were using the keys properly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, it, it was dark. That that corner there didn't have much daylight. Mm. So we were f- um, fumbling around with the keys. It wouldn't open. Okay. Now, when you say the door wouldn't open, right? What did it feel like? Like the, the latch wasn't moving? The knob the was locked? The latch did, was moving. Or did you feel like there was something obstructing the door? That's what we thought. We heard the lock moving. We heard the bolt sliding. But the door just wouldn't open. Exactly. Because when we... Okay, it's, it's a dead bolt. Hmm. kind of locked so you could feel it you see the latch was moving it really felt like somebody was holding the door closed so we knew it would definitely unlock because all locks you have to turn it counterclockwise and you push it through so there were two locks very simple we turn two and push I mean we're not idiots lah. but after a while right after a while I start to think also is this place haunted is it really stopping us from entering the place and seriously we try, I was just worried I was going to break the keys hmm. I mean because we tried so many times if it's a dead you, you know dead bolts right the moment you turn it's unlocked so we press the button and try to go in we couldn't go in okay eventually I tried um, so then I started listening to the door to hear how the shaft was moving because you can hear the difference because you know the door makes a different sound when the bolt redraws back into the door okay okay lah so cut a long story short eventually after some time we managed to open it right right and the first thing I think Sham I think he will agree with me the first thing when we entered right we felt a chill the chill was not because an entity walked past me it just felt colder than it was in the corridor and that was a bit weird I felt because it was not a sunny day it was 10am and it was drizzling so technically it should be an equalised kind of temperature but yet still a temperature difference what kind of difference are we talking about? Um, so you know j- just a slight chill uh, kind of thing you, I mean that's just our, our our human senses yeah but I mean in your in your own words before to count as some sort of a paranormal influence temperature difference it has to be something like 10 degrees 10 right? degrees yeah it wasn't it wasn't that drastic okay oh and, and then on top of that I was told nobody had been in the house the last few days okay but when we when we opened the main door the lights in the living room were all turned on. So maybe earlier that morning before you came in? Nobody. Mm. So we don't it was know. The wel- it was a welcoming party for us. Right. Yeah. So that got us going as well on top of that. Mm. So we, you know, we got in, put our stuff down and we both, what, we did a walk around. Mm. You know, so so the gadgets, generally the gadgets that we brought along, so Sean brought along a dowsing rod. Later, I guess he'll explain what dowsing rods are for. Mm. Uh, myself, I brought the very simple and basic stuff. Uh, it was just... Uh, our temperature sensors that's to detect uh, cold spots and stuff uh, and the, the K2 meter 
don't piss me off, okay? <laughs> no one uses it. Okay, okay. The EMF, you, me, the EMF Why not you me. just buy a K2-meter off <laughs> Alibaba, right? And then turn on your handphone and try to WhatsApp someone and see whether it's a hantu from Okay, your okay, okay. For those who are new, E.T. is very particular about equipment. And what he likes to use is what is known as an EMF meter, okay? Some people not us refer to it as a K2 meter and that really bugs the shit out of him <laughs> yeah because it's it's meant for filming okay you know just like in any movie you want something to go off obviously you need some excitement right but for me I don't need excitement I got enough excitement in my life I just need facts and I need the paranormal fillers to turn out so what did your EMF meter read so exactly so what an EMF meter does it actually detects huge fluctuations in the electro and magnetic field and okay so so we were scanning the place um Honestly, the EMF did not go crazy at all. Okay. Um, that's one. Uh, and I was showing Sham how it works because just in case he's a skeptic, I put it by the ELCB, which is the circuit breaker. It went off because obviously because there's, electric- there's electricity running through the thing. Um, so then the next thing we did was to walk around the place, do a visual inspection. But while we were doing that, I was also te- testing the temperature in every single room and the entire... You had an IR thermometer with you, did you? Yeah, exactly. <coughs> so what was interesting was this. There was a particular room and uh, the bomb shelter, which is usually people use it as a storeroom. These two rooms, right, were consistently one degree lower than the rest of the other rooms and the living room. Which is weird because the doors were not closed, aircons not on, curtains were all open. Um, the windows of all three bedrooms were facing the same direct, uh, same area. Okay, uh, and later on when I used my compass, it was facing west. So what does that tell you when they're all facing the same, with windows facing the same direction? So they should all have the same temperature, atmospheric temperature at least, because the doors were open, it should equalize. But for some reason, it was a degree uh, colder. Um, I have no explanation for that. Uh, I just found it a bit weird, but it doesn't come across to me as anything paranormal because generally if we detect a cold spot, it's about a difference of about 10 degrees Celsius, which Tim has actually experienced for himself during one of our ghost tours. Um, so we did visual inspection of the entire place. Uh, and there was consistent that there was that, that part. And the funny thing was that room that was one degree colder had that how do you describe it, Sham? That the, the door looked like it, someone like broke uh, in. Well, yeah, the, the, the frame the, of the out, door. Yeah, the wooden frame of the door itself. We're not we're not talking about the wall section. We're talking about the door had been well broken. It, it was shat- totally shattered. The door had to uh, was actually slated to be replaced because it couldn't be repaired. Did it did it feel like you know this damage could have been caused by someone trying to break out of a locked room? Uh, somebody had to have been wanting to get in really urgently and that's why their door was damaged like that. In or out? Did you see any damage on the door itself? It, or it was somebody kicking the door in. Yeah, so the damage is near where the doorknob was. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a place where you try to, you know, watch those drama movies, right? The or SWAT. Uh. Get the room, yeah. uh, then they kick the door. Uh, yeah. That part there, like, right. pajar like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also noticed because I was comparing all the doorknobs in the entire house, their doorknob looks the newest. Uh, then it dawned upon me I, I, at that point of time it was not something paranormal that came to my mind it was my daughter that came to my mind uh, because about two years ago right she ran out of my mom-in-law's room mm. she locked the door and closed it okay so the spare keys were inside my mom-in-law's room so it had to be broken 
I was trying to break it down then okay. I realised maybe because I was trying to break it down because I was a bit enraged that she did such a silly thing mm-hmm. uh, then I decided to call a locksmith but that damage reminds me of that incident mm. and when I look the doorknob is new so I think that was probably what happened maybe it wasn't because some of the doorknobs are really old okay. so I think you know somehow the old turn yeah, you know yeah, kind, yeah, of yeah, not, yeah. kind of like got, got stuck and um, that's how um, it's probably this replaced. is one so of those push button knobs with the lock yes. um, was yeah. it? I it was a round one yeah with the push, push button, button. Okay. on the inside okay before we continue just to get a question right you mentioned that two of the rooms were slightly colder right than the uh, one mm-hmm. uh, yeah yeah correct the one, one is the storeroom and that the particular bedroom. room okay mm-hmm. was there an air conditioner unit inside that room yes, yes. okay but but it was not turned on but obviously in the bomb shelter there's no aircon unit okay uh, yes but the bomb shelter was very interesting the construction because I mean Shama was wondering who the hell designed this thing mm. the exhaust of the bomb shelter mm. is inside that room okay. okay which explains why the temperature is equalized between those two rooms those two rooms had consistent one degree lower than the other rooms okay alright so my question is alright this is a really old building, right? I mean, you said it was kind of... Uh, it was kind of... 30, it was 30, yeah, 30 to 40 years, probably. Okay. And you also mentioned that when you came in, the lights were on already. I'm just wondering, okay, could it be... Maybe there's something wrong with the with the electrical. You know, sometimes it just comes on by itself. It's oh, faulty. No, no. And if that is a possibility, could maybe that explain not only lights coming on without people hitting the switch, or maybe even the air conditioning unit in the bedroom coming on by itself when no one is around, going off after that, and then maybe explaining why one area might be cooler than the rest. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that may be a possibility, but definitely not because if an aircon turns on, right, it's not one degree. Hmm. There's definitely more than one degree Celsius, definitely. Okay. Okay. Uh, the, the living room lights, the switches were physically on. So it wasn't a ah, power, you know. Ah, yeah, somebody okay. had turned the, yeah, flicked the switch. Right. Okay, okay. So that's a bit odd. And I mean, okay la, most skeptics are going to go, okay, maybe maybe not to your knowledge, maybe someone had come in and done something like that. I, I mean, know, right? one explanation was the living room had really big windows. It was really bright. Somebody could have left the house in the daytime not realizing the lights were still on. Right. Okay. Okay. That, that, that makes sense. All right. Any other observations while you were there? Yeah. So basically, we, we realized that the rooms were west-facing. So generally, they would the the setting sun would shine into the room. So I I, I guess, and then there were also some blocks and everything uh, that were nearby. So I think that kind of shielded uh, most of the, the the afternoon sun. So I think generally that's why it'll probably be cold colder than than you know than most places. Uh, Did you guys hear anything while you were there? Yeah. Yes. So while we were walking around, suddenly we heard fingernail scratching from above, lah. What? Then I, I then Sham was saying so Sham was recording because you asked him to record mm. his like experience. I said, Sham, keep quiet. <laughs> Cause I heard this fingernail scratching. Then as it got more apparent, uh, uh it's actually, you know, when dogs run from above, you can mm. hear their nails scratching on the Okay. Yeah, so you get like kind of sound. So we then we realized that it's either the the material that they use or maybe I don't know. It's it's thinner between layers, so yeah. you definitely can hear sounds uh, from the neighbors upstairs. Could that explain the footsteps that the contractors heard? Yeah, I'm pretty uh, yeah. certain that, that that's what it was. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then uh, maybe I go on to one thing first. Uh, then Sham can talk about his experience using a dowsing rod. Mm. So I know it sounds like I'm trying to shut down everything, right? But the first thing that that I, I checked on was the door. I wanted to know what was holding us back. Mm. This is when you entered. When you entered the main door. The main yeah, door. The, the, yeah, yeah, main the main door. door the main okay, door. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, the main door. So, so eventually, after a few things, then I realized, hey, let me check on the door. Why was it so difficult to open? Mm. So yes, uh, the first one was a dead bolt. The one above is those you know old retro locks that our grandparents used to have. The small little knob that looks like a gana like that that you need to turn. Yes. So you need to turn and hold that. And then you press a button before you can push the door through. So that explains. Okay, so that means it wasn't like there was actually an entity or hunter. Oh, but you you also had to la. no, you had to turn it the other way. Yes, exactly. I don't know what construction went through this doorknob. Okay. The fellow is so brilliant, right? Instead of doing anti-clockwise, you need to do clockwise turn before you can open the door. Okay, well then that explains it lah. I mean, exactly. it wasn't a hantu that was Not trying hantu. to pull the door, right? Okay. You see, Team O has become ET. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Careful! Yeah. Don't say that. Don't say that. I, I value my hair. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean that. That's why, like, after you know, after everything was done, we were di- we were talking about it, and really, if you you know, if you didn't know what was going on, you really that that main door alone would get you going. To think that hey something's up here something's holding me out of the house something's telling me not to go in okay so let's talk about something else all right i mean you guys have observed certain things even come up with certain rational conclusions but i want to know okay your feelings your feelings all right when you were in there how did you feel uh well for me i i felt the house was actually nice very welcoming Okay, so you didn't feel like your hair standing on ET? Oh, okay. When we went into the room, uh. there was a temperature change and I did keep getting goosebumps. Every time I stepped out and I stepped back in, oh, my hair stood. Okay, but obviously, this is a difference of one degree. That shouldn't be enough to, no. to give you goosebumps, right? No, we ET and I were comparing and yeah, both of us got the same thing. Okay, did you feel like there's something that was trying to hurt you, trying to get you? I did ask for it to show itself. Uh, you know <laughs> well done Sham yeah there were a lot of, there, were, there were a lot of cupboards there so I was like you know why don't you just shake the cupboard you wow, know do okay. something mm-hmm. you know because taunting the spirits great idea I wasn't way. taunting it I was just asking it respectfully like mm. if you're really here mm. you know do something and okay. now all quiet if okay. anything there was noise in the background and even laughing and things like that. But then when E.T. and I went looking out the windows, we realized that the surrounding blocks were built really close to this estate. Right. Yeah, from the unit, we could look down and there was a landed home next to it and the helper was doing the laundry in the back. Okay. So that could explain sounds and things like that. You can see the brand of the clothes la, from the distance. That's how close. All right. Yeah. Okay, E.T., any other observations about this place? Okay, so... I found it was very safe and the first thing that I told Sham was that uh, maybe because we were not going to live there so maybe it was gentle on us but that particular room that was one degree lower each time I went in right I mean yeah I know it doesn't disturb me my hair all, but my arms still got a bit of hair la. my ghost pimples just stood in its ends la. for some reason and every time I exited that room I felt fine go in there ghost pimples come up again and now I'm telling you my ghost pimples are coming up again um, I oh. didn't feel anything sinister 
Um, because this right. time it's only just my, my, my goose pimples, right? Um, usually when it's something evil, the hair at the back of my neck would stand on its ends. But it didn't feel that way. It felt welcoming. Uh, but oh. it just, something didn't feel right. And um, at the end of our investigation, I, I don't know, for some reason, I don't know why I did it. I took my hand and went up the window still, right? And then just rubbed the top of it. And then it was this funny substance. I, I don't know what it was, but according to Sham, it was like, what, fiberglass? It looked like fiberglass, except it was, you know, when 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 I say fiberglass, fiberglass is made up of a cloth and a resin. Mm. That yeah. cloth is made up of glass. Well, for for those who don't know, it's essentially glass thread, like so yeah, sewing thread. But in this case, it looked like that, but it was really fragile. Like when Et was, you know, rubbing it in his hands, it just fell apart into dust. And it was all over the top of the window, and, and there's no material. Uh, in that entire area right, or any part of the house lah. Okay. Well, I mean, if we have any RPS fans with some sort of experience when it comes to construction or contracting work and can advise us, you know, the potential or possible uses for fiberglass, please let us know. Okay. But I do want to ask uh, Sham because earlier he was explaining about his equipment, what he was using with the IR thermometers, with the EMF readers. Uh, Sham, you brought yourself a dowsing rod. Tell us what a dowsing rod does. How does it work? And what were you looking for? Well, uh, okay. So dowsing rod is something you can whip up at home it's a really simple piece of equipment it's two L-shaped metal rods mm-hmm. and the two rods are put into a tube it could be a pen it could be a little piece of it could even be a straw for that matter the whole point okay. of it is to hold it up in both in front of you and allow them to swing freely mm-hmm. so dowsing rods are used around the world for a range of different uh different things from finding electrical wiring finding water finding gemstones what is supposed to happen so for example i i, I used to ha- have a lot of fun looking for water and every time okay. you cross a water uh, you go or stand on top of a water source mm. the dowsing rods from pointing straight ahead or swinging freely would cross okay and uh yeah it's believed that you know it's some it's something to do with um i think what the way magnetism works with the human body there are different there are many different theories of how it works nobody really quite knows but i do know that they do work dowsing rods you mentioned water you mentioned gems what what, what is the range of things that they're supposed to be used to find so when you say jewels when you say jewels water, yeah ele- electrical wiring uh gas mains <laughs> you name it i I've, I've met professional engineers who use dowsing rods to do their you know to do like professional work so you know some people might say it's like hoo-ha or it was voodoo or something like that but they do actually work so but I mean based on how you're describing you can use it to find anything that you want to find pretty much my dad used to tell me right because he saw me walking around with these dowsing rods last time I was in secondary school he said hey what are you doing I said yeah I'm just trying these dowsing rods he said do you know that PUB uses this to detect water pipes okay so I mean, whatever Sham is saying, it works because even our national agency, I, I don't think they use it now because got proper equipment. But in the past, I would say 20, 30 years ago, they, they, they used to use it. No, a, a friend of mine who's a senior engineer in uh, PUB actually still uses dowsing rods. Okay, so once again, uh, I apologize for my, uh, my seemingly cynicism of this dowsing rod, is that if it can find anything, how do you use it accurately, right? Like, you clearly went into the house, right, with the dowsing rod because you were trying to identify, I don't know, perhaps some energy, some, yeah. some paranormal energy. But at the same time, by your own admission, a dowsing rod can be used to find water sources, right? Mm-hmm. So even if it started working, uh, it may not exactly have been paranormal energy 
energy you were detecting, it could have been the toilet next door. I, I, okay, so I, I walked around the room with it. I, I went through the cupboards with it. Nothing happened. So after that, I stood in a corner. And, I, and I've seen this being done before. And what I did was I, I just asked, if there's something in this room, there are dowsing rods swinging freely in front of me. If you want to make your presence known, feel free to approach the rods. You know, and I, yeah, we waited for a while and no, nothing happened. Okay, maybe to answer Tim, basically the rods, you need to focus your energy and your mind on what you're trying to look for. Okay. So, you know, you can find water, you can find gems, you can find stuff. Um, like, like just now Tim was asking, what can it find? I think you can find almost anything except a girlfriend. Why? What if you focus your energy to find a girlfriend? Very difficult, bro. How to walk over the fella unless the fella cut it. How the oh, no, thing no, no, cross? No. That one, you're you swinging a different type of rod in order to find the girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> but this one, you need a pair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, and they need to cross. Don't cross the streams. <laughs> Did you not watch Ghostbusters? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you exactly. know the other method, right? Besides dowsing rod, you can swing the pendulum. Okay, okay. How yes. does that work? Mm-hmm. So it's similar, you have this ball-like thing and it swings around. So you swing your ball and it's supposed to swing in the direction of whatever it is that you're looking. No, okay. So basically what happens is when you, I mean, talking serious stuff here, okay. So when you hold a pendulum, oh. right, it's dangling down. And as you move, right, it's supposed to, what do you call it? Swing around in circles. So yeah, it's supposed to swing in a circular fashion. The more wildly it swings, mm. that is the, the the thing that you're looking for. Yeah. So I've seen this being used uh, with crystals as well. So they suspend the crystal and mm. stay in place. And if something approaches, the crystal will start sp- spinning in a circle. They they also use that for spells, for location spells, right? They put the crystal on the string over like a map, and it's supposed to find mm, yes, what yes, you're looking yes, yes. for, right? I, I I got that from watching Charmed. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day. Oh. Very ed- educational, huh? Exactly, right? Who would have thought? Okay, yes. okay. So, mm-hmm. you walk out of the place. Your conclusion. Got hantu, no hantu. I was hungry. Okay, Sham? <laughs> I felt that there was something there. Uh, it didn't seem interested or... Okay, it didn't seem menacing. It didn't seem to have any ill intentions towards us. But it could be as well that it knew we weren't going to be staying around for very long. Okay. So basically what I think of the place is, I think almost everything that they experience can be explained by science. Okay. Um, the sounds, because we heard it, mm. we heard the fingernail scratching, which is actually a dog that's from above, could explain footsteps as well. Because I think because of the proximity to all the homes around, you can hear the sound. Mm. Um, Temperature-wise, it didn't feel that cold, but... Honestly, when he and I walked in, we did feel a difference in temperature. Mm. Um, I don't think that one degree temperature made a huge difference to anything or anything paranormal. But what we can't explain is the ghost pimples. Mm. And why was it one degree lower? I cannot explain. Okay. Mm, All had the same window facing. So if it is, it should all be consistent temperature because all the doors were open and everything like that. Uh, that You know what you guys should have done? You guys should have knocked on the neighbor's door and gone into their homes and to see whether the similar thing happens in their houses. Bro, you think we're living in which country? Singaporeans lah. The full day. I got no time for you lah. Just knock on the door lah. I said, excuse me, excuse me, we are we are inspecting the property. Don't tell them what you're inspecting yeah. it for lah, okay? Yeah, then they ask for a pass, we're trespassing and then can police, everything. <laughs> yeah, police will be on the way. 
It's okay. E.T. has a very like trustworthy face. Like he looks like someone who who represents some sort of like inspection authority. E.T. This is why next one we should bring Tim along. You know the friendly guy. Yeah, they hear his voice. They'll just <laughs> open the door. I don't know what else they open. No. This podcast yeah. is is leaning towards a, a, a very different direction than how we we had hoped when it started. Okay, E.T. A, a terrible and dirty minded guy. All right, but you guys leave this apartment. Okay, but since then there have been developments. Correct. Uh, your friend has reached out to you yeah so the other day he uh, reached out to you know he just messaged saying that they found a bunch of something that was burnt in the house mm-hmm. and uh, after reviewing it we looked at it and yeah it's actually a, bun- a bundle of sage it's a smudge stick yeah so somebody had been using that in the house and uh, so that you know if, if the person had been using a, that smudge stick that might be the reason for the candles as well because uh, E.T. didn't mention but he was looking at the floor Hmm. And it was a parquet floor. Yeah. There, I, Iti, there was, you were looking for what? Um, markings from a ritual, right? So when I was looking at the floor, I mean, just for the fun of it, because there, there was nothing exciting. So I was looking at the floor. Uh, the particular room that felt a degree clo- uh, colder looked like small little finger scratches down uh, through the parquet floor. Then again, parquet being parquet lah. Almost anything also will spoil it. I mean, my late mom, right, the first day in the new condo on parquet floor, right, she sat on this roller chair, rolled across. Oh my God, she was drawing tic-tac-toes all over the parquet floor. So, although it looked like small child's fingernails drawing down, right, uh, Sham actually brought up that it could be possibly, because the room wasn't very big, maybe, you know, the bed frame and then the legs, when you move it around, uh, it could cause those indentation as well. Okay, but back to this whole smudge thing. Who's been coming into the house to burn sage? Could have been the tenant. Because your friend, your friend has the keys, right? Yes. Does anybody else have access to this apartment? No. That's exactly it. So it could have been the previous tenant, you know, it, he didn't say where it was found. It could have been in the corner. But you guys would have seen it, no? Well, we didn't, we didn't ransack the whole house. We, we didn't go through the cupboards. You would have seen a smudge stick somewhere, right? You would have seen ash. The guy also said, and this you told me before we started the show, they found ash in the sink as well. And I'm sure when you were walking around, you were inspecting, you know, the bathrooms and all that. Things like that would stand out. You know what I mean? Maybe the contractor, lah, the fellow had to clean stuff, you know. So he brought cleaning. Okay, so contractors still have been coming in and out even after you guys left the place. Yeah, so you know, the, the he came back the next time and after his first round, he got a bit freaked out. So he brought the smudge stick and, you know, did a cleansing of the house before that, maybe. Right, right. I have to say though, I'm a huge proponent uh, of, of burning sage. You know, in my experience, sage really does wonders. Really? How does it smell? I still don't know it. Well, I mean, to be honest, it doesn't smell the best. It doesn't smell the best and it does get very smoky. But as I have since learned via Amazon, you can buy them in sprays now. You can cleanse the area in a nice, sagey, sweet, air freshness smell. So they should do it like the, you know, the, the foggers that come to kill the dengue. One, they just let go like Ghostbusters, like, let go the whole house. Then the hunter will run far, far away. Yeah, I actually bought this because I wanted to... I don't think my bosses are tuning in. I want to cleanse my radio studios, okay? I wanted to burn sage in there the other day, but I knew my engineers would lose their minds. They, the fire alarm will go off. <laughs> there you go, right? Then they shut down the building and they kick us all out and I lose my job, right? So, you know, under the pretense of, oh, you know, we need some nice air freshener, I was going to bring in this sage spray and cleanse the the studio. So, so that, that's interesting because maybe for another episode, sage... Hmm. Does it ward off evil spirits 
with with negative energy. Yeah, they, they, it's always negative energy. No, with the smell. Or is it the act of burning it? So actually, you spray here, spray there. Maybe it's not going to do anything there. I don't know lah. Well, I mean, on the on the on the paper, on the box, it says you can cleanse by a few spritzes. Even explains it says okay, when you go in, you must only have happy thoughts, right? And then you must start at the corners and then make your way to the center of the room. This sounds like someone called you on a plus six five number and told you you need to withdraw money from your ATM. Such a cynic, no. Such a cynic, no. And it smells nice, okay? One day I spray it, you know. I might disappear. Or maybe my hair might grow on my head. Oh, one more thing. They, they did find connecting to the room that was cold was a bathroom. And the contractor, while cleaning, he found a lot of burn marks on the windowsill of that bathroom. So that was interesting, but, you know, my friend was asking, could it have been some sort of ritual and... It could be the sage because obviously when you when you want to burn your sage you need to open a window right and if you don't want to smoke yourself to death you would probably burn or put it somewhere near a window exactly right which could then explain why why there might be burn marks there yeah because I thought it was a really weird place to be you know conducting a ritual in a bathroom window hmm we chasing out lah chasing out yeah anything else that your friend has told you since uh no I mean we'll we'll see what happens down the road but. You know, after we went through the house, we, you know, I, I had a debrief with him. I, I explained certain things to him. I think it alleviated his fears a little bit. Yeah. I think the best thing he should do is he should probably talk to the neighbors. In fact, I think if you guys do investigation number two, that is probably where you should start. You should talk to the neighbors to see whether or not they're experiencing similar things as well. And if nobody else is experiencing something, only the people who live in that house, then maybe you got something to go with. Mm. Yeah. See? Wow. I still can be paranormal investigator now. You see any you go lah. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I leave that to the to the experienced ones. Okay, but that said, once again, uh, if you have any knowledge or access to any any residence or area that you suspect may have um, certain guests, well then E.T. and Sham would be happy to go down and check it out. Who are you going to call? We're ready to believe you. <laughs> Reach out to us once again. Details over at our Facebook page, Radio Paranormal Singapore. Radio Paranormal Singapore. And that takes us to the end of another episode of RPS. Big thanks to Jessica for sharing her story with us tonight. We're also always on the lookout for more stories to feature and discuss, so please send them in. You can hit us up on our Facebook page at Radio Paranormal Singapore or drop us an email at radioparanormalsingapore at gmail.com. We're also reachable via WhatsApp and Telegram. Contact details on our Facebook page. And most importantly, if you enjoyed the podcast, please consider leaving us a favorable rating or review on whatever platform you're streaming us from. That would really help us reach a wider audience and source for more stories for the show. Until our next installment, my name is Tim O. This is E.T. And this is Sham, your Grand Inquisitor. Keep streaming and keep screaming. You're listening to Radio Paranormal Singapore. And they're listening to... <laughs>